Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Amanda Doyle. She is a champion for St. Louis. She spends her time discovering and writing about offbeat places and people that make us this gem of a Midwest city. I love it. Hello, Amanda. Hi. I, I'm wondering if I'm weird, wacky, or wonderful, or maybe Hopefully all. all. I hope I'm all of them. I we'll like see. all. I mean, you know, but like when I say weird, it's not like it's good weird. I'm okay and with good wacky. I'm okay with all of weird. Yeah. It's all right. Awesome sauce. <laughs> so, um, oh my gosh, I was really excited. Julie Lally, thank you for introducing us. Um, I was so excited when I saw all this cool stuff you're doing. I mean, what this sounds like so much fun because I love offbeat. Yeah. And you're doing offbeat and writing about it and sharing it with everybody. Well, and I think, um, number one, the older you, the older I get, I'm not going to say you, the older I get, the easier it is to not experience anything unexpected, weird, offbeat. We kind of design our lives to make them streamlined. Mm -hmm. And that does not go well with offbeat. Um, And also, I think a lot of people don't think of St. Louis as a place that's particularly, like, interesting in that way. Um, I certainly know a lot of people who do think of it that way, and those are my people. (laughs) But, but, you know, I think if you were just to pick up Joe Citizen from somewhere on the earth and say, like, what's like a place with a lot of cool, obscure, unknown stuff? Right. I don't know that St. Louis would be on their top ten list. And so, and same with Missouri. I write write about St. Louis. I write about the state. So, um, yeah, it's super fun. I just feel like I I can't believe this is what I get to spend all my time doing. I love that you thought of it and that you're doing it. So let's talk about you. You have a book here. And if anybody is getting to watch us online, Missouri, weird and wonderful. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) Tell us about what's weird and wonderful in Missouri. It's so I just like love this book. I love I love it. I I just want to pet it all the time. And I have to say, I I am the word person on this book. The art is from an amazing St. Louis illustrator named Dan Zetwak, um, who I think it's like 93 percent of the credit for the awesomeness because Words are great. And then when you see really amazing art, it's like, oh, words, be back. <laughs> look at all these pictures. I like to look um, at the pictures. <laughs> yeah, which is totally fine. That's how we get you. So so Dan and I set out to really cover the entire state. We're both based here in St. Louis, but we did not want this to be just a St. Louis thing or even a St. Louis and Kansas City thing, which is so easy to do. So we have um, different chapters in the book covering architecture, hidden history, um, interesting foods, special foods in Missouri. Famous Missourians is like a favorite one of both of us. Um, sports and a chapter just called oddities for all the sort of grab all things that we didn't oh, want to put somewhere else. Fun. So um, yeah, so it's that kind of stuff. And it's very, um, the book is very kind of modular. You can dip in and out. It's not like you're going to sit down and read read the beginning and read to the end. Maybe you will, but you could also flip open a page and be like, did you know that Bigfoot, the monster truck, the entire monster truck world was like born in Hazelwood? Like that. I actually did because I grew up in Hazelwood. Oh, and there so you go. <laughs> I would see the big, I would see that truck all the time. Yeah. And I thought it was so weird that that just got to be this huge thing. It just started as like a tinker project, right? For, for these gearheads. And um, that, that, Bigfoot, the original Bigfoot was the first truck that was ever called a monster truck. Yeah. And now there are, I think, nine flavors of Bigfoot. I might be wrong on the number, but there's various <laughs> ones and they travel and it's a thing. Um, just stuff like that. So in doing this book, was there just talk about one thing you were like, this just was like, whoa, really? 
Oh, man. I want to can't be just one. Okay, I know. Let me think about that. Um, there's actually a lot. So so there's some really, there. we get into a little bit of kind of the spooky paranormal things that have been associated oh, with Missouri. I have a question for you on that one. Then. Oh, good. I probably don't have the answer, but I'll make one up. It's fine. <laughs> um, so, the, so there's this phenomenon called the Joplin spook light. Really? Um, which has been reported for decades. And it's actually the light itself is uh, kind of, they describe it as a ball of fire on the horizon that can be seen sort of moving and bouncing back and forth. So the light is alleged to be in Oklahoma, in this tiny little town in Oklahoma. But it's called the Joplin Spook Light because Joplin is the biggest like place nearby where people have frequently seen it. And it's been studied by the Army Corps. It's been studied by various law enforcement, FBI, by paranormal researcher people, and there's no sort of definitive answer as to what it is. Really? I mean, uh, is it like at nighttime you see the at light? At nighttime, okay. yeah. And it kind of moves back and forth um, across. I think they've, you know, people who didn't get a D in trigonometry have figured out the math <laughs> of it. And I think they say it covers like a four to five mile span. Really? Is how it's been cited. So Joplin spook light is so, one of the things in the book. <laughs> do you talk about Momo? We do talk about Mo- Momo. Yes. Oh, do you have a gosh. Momo story? Okay, so here's how why I know this story, is my daughter and I went on vacation to Portland, Maine, mm-hmm. and have you ever heard of Atlas Obscura? Yes, oh okay. for sure. Yeah. Love Atlas Obscura. So we're in Portland, Maine, and we're we had this day of like we didn't really make any plans, and so we're like, okay, let's look at Atlas Obscura, and we find out about the International Museum of Cryptozoology in oh. Portland, Maine. Well, you gotta go. Right. So we go. We get our tickets. It was the weirdest. It was just what? Let me just tell you. I'm shocked. This, this. Even if I was like totally into cryptozoology, I, I think I would be disappointed with this museum mm. because it was stuff like here's a picture of Bigfoot, and then here is a Bigfoot ice cream maker, and a, a oh. Joey at eight years old drew this picture of Bigfoot. It was just just this whatever weird, people odd, had. Like, you know, we went to some garage sales and picked up some stuff. <laughs> but um, but one of the things, they had a big map, and it had this whole thing about Momo, the Missouri monster in Louisiana, Missouri, which led us that night to watch a Netflix movie <laughs> that was apparently made about Momo. Uh-huh. But they but the movie was like, it was like the... Um, a crypt cryptozoologist special guy, you know, and I like he like like knows everything. And this guy was like like here's this movie that was made about Momo, and then he would talk about he would like he was like interviewing people in in Louisiana, Missouri, and it was the weirdest thing. I mean, like the people would be talking about Momo, and it had like he put stuff in there that had nothing to do with Momo. Well, he had 90 minutes to fill, probably. Oh, <laughs> and there was so much B-roll that didn't make sense. you got to see this movie at some point. Um, yeah, there's, there Dan, is, there's Dan's Momo. version of Momo. Um, oh, it looks just like him. And I will, I'll actually put, um, yeah, I will, I'll share that image soon on social media because it is the season, right, for Momo. So, hey, yeah, yeah, so Momo, I did not grow up in Missouri, so I was unaware of our cryptozoological heritage. <laughs> um, but Momo is this, you know, Bigfoot-type creature spotted by uh, some siblings in Louisiana, Missouri, I think in the 70s, we probably say in here. Yeah, 72. 70, yeah. Um, and he was described as being shaggy all over, like kind of like a very shaggy dog and having a pumpkin-shaped head. Um, and, you know, he's been cited. It has been cited at other times throughout history. But, um, yeah, I it 
people, some people are really team Momo. Like, if you say to people, I'm writing a book about weird, wonderful things in Missouri, I'm going to say 60% of people say, is Momo in the book? <laughs> really? So I just, I'm, I'm, I'm a team Momo. Well, there you go. I had no idea. I feel idea. like we need team Momo uh, stickers maybe I now. I need some swag. I'm going to work on we that. need some team Momo Dan, swag. Dan, if you're listening, would you please create <laughs> hashtag team Momo stickers? This is, so I write a lot. That's what I do for a living. And I don't always get to work with an illustrator, but it is the funnest thing in the world well, because this, I don't have any of these skills. Great. And it, to me, it's magic. I can just say like, can you make a sticker of this? And he can, you know, draw it. And I'm like, what? I just, it blows my mind. I can't do any of that. I don't so. know. If, if you do Team Momo, can I get a Team Momo hoodie? I'm just going to put my order in okay. now. I really think that a hoodie op- would be We're opening our store right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh I, my God. Know, I love I, that you have Momo I feel like Team there. Momo stuff is probably out there. Maybe Louisiana, Missouri needs to get on this, honestly. Yeah, come on. I mean, Mark Twain, fine. Let's move on. Yeah, that's Hannibal. Let's let's make a let's make a spot for Louisiana. I did not realize that Momo had been seen in other places. Uh, yeah, I I mean I'm He's waiting. So popular to see Momo. He's so popular. So okay, so that is really cool about the spook light. And then mm-hmm. um, is- oh, and then just other. So here's what I loved is spooky stuff is fine. I'm not like a huge spooky stuff person. It just I'm mad on it. I'm not a hater. I'm not a lover. But finding out just odd stuff about everyday things to me yes. is really interesting. Okay, I am too. So, um, so we have we have a chapter about wildlife, and um, we have in Missouri this native fish called a paddlefish, and it looks sort of like. Um, it has a long nose thing. Right, <laughs> nose thing is They're not the scientific like. Very ancient looking. They're very ancient looking, and the 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 rostrum is what you call the nose part. It is flat, like kind of like a spatula, like the blade of a spatula. And so I did not know until doing a little more research that the purpose of the paddle, or one of the functions of the paddle, is to help it find prey because it is um, equipped with electric detecting sensors. Ooh. Also not the right word. Not a biologist. But I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> but feeling it. It can pick up on the electrical impulses from nearby living organisms. And so the paddlefish is just cruising with kind of a sonar type device to find cool. its prey. That's wild. That is wild. I mean, and so it's goofy looking and it has a purpose. We have, um, we have an amphipod, which is a microscopic little crustacean-like creature. In the Pickle Springs State Park, if anybody's ever been there by St. Jen, that's called the Pickle Spring Amphipod because it's the only place in the world where this amphipod exists. There are like thousands of different species of amphipod, but this is ours and it's the only one. We have one in Pickle Springs and we can call our own. I must shout out my husband for remembering that fact from when we went on a hike years ago. And when I said, do you have anything for this book about weird, wonderful? He's like, what about that uh, creature? (laughs) <laughs> and I said, Momo? Momo. <laughs> he said, no, no, the little one. <laughs> yeah. I and then Momo I Momo in there. Right. Then I went back to look and indeed like we have. So there's just, just stuff like that that, you know, we're literally, it's under our feet. It's around us. It's everywhere. And um, taking the time to, to appreciate it is worthwhile. There's a lot of wacky places that I've I've been in Missouri and, and I want to go to more. I mean, like I, there's some, there's weird caves in Festus, Missouri, where they've got like a bar in there and they do yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then, um, then what's the fudge place? The Uranus, Uranus fudge factory. I've got to go there. Someday. It's such a like, <laughs> I just have to go. It's such a cash grab. And yet you can't not. It's stop. so weird. You it's like so, have to go look at yeah, it. And they have a, um, speaking of um, sad little museums, they have a museum there. 
that is kind of a Ripley's-esque kind of ah. like three-headed bat kind Ooh, of thing. Um, and I don't right. know that it's always open, but it's, it seems to me, based on very limited uh, sample size, <laughs> that like one time it was open and one time it wasn't. And it's just if the guy's there and wants to open it. Um, gotcha. But so, He's feeling it. Yeah. I'm, and I'm you, open up the museum If today. you get the chance, definitely like spend the $8. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there's, there's just so much... Um, you know, and anytime you get off, I spent a lot of time in my life driving 55 South because I'm from Memphis originally and driving 70 West because I went to Mizzou. And, you know, those are my routes. And now we've gotten into the middle. But get off the any like state highway onto a random road and you're going to find something find really something crazy. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So do people come to you all the time with do you know about? Yeah, you know sometimes. About? Yeah. And um I mostly try to tell the truth, but very often, no, I didn't know, and I feel like a fool because no, I you shouldn't <laughs> feel like a fool. But what you I do is I make a note. I make a note in my like, phone. Next book, coming exactly. Up. Here's the next one. Yeah. No, um, people do, and I think that's great because that's what I love too about doing any kind of. Um, whenever I have a chance to talk to audiences or do a you know presentation at a library or something, I always want to have the audience talking at least as much as I am because they have so much information and everybody wants to share, you right. know, what they know about it or like the time they saw I can Tina Turner at the little club on the corner. Or yeah. Whatever, so. Yes. Light square. Yes. Yeah, my mom used to go there. So then, um, do you also talk about things like like in the Union Station where the, there's the whisper arch mm-hmm. thing and all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Not in this book, actually. Note for a second. No, yes. Um, that was on the long list. There was a very long, long list. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but I've written some other books about like guidebooks to St. Louis and things like that um, where I include Whispering Well. It's such a fun thing. You yeah, know? it's just a silly little thing to know that people get really, they just giggle. They do. When and the like, other thing is. You go is, over there and I'm going to go over here. I'm gonna if you're there like and this. you just see random people walking through, you're like, you don't even know what you're walking through Yeah, right and now. they're looking at you like, why is that human being speaking to the wall? <laughs> How what sad. Is, what is wrong with that there is, person? There's a mental health crisis, and I'm going to go and pat them on the shoulder, you know, which you're, that might also be you're true. okay there? Um, and then I'm going to guess the City Museum is in here somewhere. Actually, yes. So weird and City wacky. Museum yeah. is so weird and wacky that, you know, it could. they probably should do their own book, honestly. But That is my view. That is what I look at. That's from my loft. Is nice. I, I, I look at the City Museum, and I've been, um, I think they got it going on now, but I've been obsessed with the spider. They put a great big spider up there for. Oh. Oh. I believe for Halloween, and boy, there were mornings that spider was like, "Yeah, I didn't make it last night." That <laughs> hanging by <laughs> that thread storm did me in. You know, were you worried and, that um, spider was going to fly? Oh my your gosh! Window? Well, no, I just would see it like, "Oh, this looks bad for the spider." And then the next day, I would see <laughs> two gentlemen risking their lives, you know, to get the spider all back into into you know his got his little legs out and well huge legs out and what oh. have you and I kept I was obsessed with the spider I was like now Does the spider, spider have a big. name do you think I don't know I mean we could come up with a name for it we probably should but it, you know it's it's funny because I like you know you go to bed and you wake up next day I'm like oh there's a spider on top of the city museum how cool is that when did that get up there you I know? live in an old house in the city so there's often a spider in my morning you know I'm like hey you weren't there yesterday there was a spider this morning in the bathtub and I said Okay, we're going to have our deal where I leave and then I come back and you're not here. And it worked out great. I love so. it. So this I mean, is your I, most current book. What, yeah. What other books do we have in our repertoire? Um, Let's see. I wrote a book called 100 Things to Do in St. Louis Before You Die, which Good. is kind of like a quick and dirty guidebook. Here's all kind of stuff. Um, then I co-authored 
a statewide version of the same book. So 100 Things to Do in Missouri Before You Die. Branch out a little bit. Um, I've written a book about Tower Grove Park, the history of Tower Grove Park. Oh, yeah. Which is wrapping Such up. Such an amazing just place. Just passed its uh, 150th anniversary year. So um, I co-wrote a book about St. Louis music history. I've written about St. Louis civil rights history. Very also cool. co-authored that. Yeah. So there's just, it's just endless. Like and we have the blues, the blues museum right there on Washington yes. too. That's got great history about the Absolutely. blues and jazz in, in our area. So. Yeah. And like so much of what's still happening. That's what I love about that place is half of it is, you know, about musicians. You could literally walk down the street and see tonight. You right. Know? So yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So fun. I love it. <laughs> Did you know that um, Keanu Reeves was here recently? With his band? No. I know. I miss them. It, the, the Dog Hawthorne. Star? Is that his Dog band? Star, Where yes. did I just... Why can I not remember <laughs> to, like, it go was... to the grocery store, but I know the name of Keanu Reeves' band? I, so I did not know the name <laughs> of his band. And there's this there's this venue called the Hawthorne, which is just right down oh, the street from me. Oh, I've seen it, me. but I'm not cool enough. So I... Well, I got on its list, like, hey, what do they do there? And one day I see this thing. It says Dog Star. And I'm like, man, that... That one guy looks just like Keanu Reeves. I mean, I mean, he's the spitting image. And then I look up and like, oh, that's his band right down. Yeah. So yeah, my friend, my friend Jesus and I went. And um, did you go hear him? Yeah, it was on September thirtieth. We went to so. So it wasn't just him saying whoa like the whole time. He does not sing. (laughs) Oh, he's they they got a lead singer, and they've got the lead singer and the drummer and him. He plays bass guitar. All right, and he is exactly what you think he's gonna be. He's just he's just like unassuming. He's up there doing his thing. He doesn't want it made about him. Mm -hmm. I mean, of course, everybody in the audience is like, meow. John Wick, you know, and he just kind of acknowledges it and keeps playing. See, I'm and, so old. I'm like, Bill and Ted. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, but it was what was so interesting about it was that um, I most of the crowd was not there to see Dogstar. Most of the crowd was there to see him. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we were just like staring at him the whole time. Well, how did you like the music? Um, it was fine. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I don't know that I'd run out and yeah, run by the like, album, yeah. but I don't care. It was it fine. Was, it's cool that he's doing it. I mean, you just kind of felt like he was like, man, this is fun. I like doing this. Yeah. So I'm going to do it. That's pretty awesome. You know? Wow. And, and so what I would say is see them live. The I think that the album or like if you listen to it, you're yeah. not going to be like running around singing these songs. But if you go see them live, it's it's a whole different cool experience. You know what's so funny? So I have a teenager and he's very into music and it all comes from YouTube, you know, like he and and so I because I'm like, what can we do to be quality time, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like stalking all of these bands that he likes to see if they're coming to St. Louis, which they almost never are. Um, and then sometimes they are and it's 18 and up. And but like recently, a band he really loves was playing a show. I mean, I, w- I felt like mom of the year self-awarded. I was like, I'm buying these tickets. And I told him, you know, do you want to go? And he's like, yeah, okay. I mean, it could not have mattered less to him either way. Really? And then we went and he loved it. But like, I'm constantly what saying. Name? What's this band? Uh, the, that band was AJJ. I don't know. Uh, and uh, there were also, I thought it would be all 13 year olds. And there were a whole lot of people my age there too. So apparently I'm just actually unhip at any <laughs> age. But but, uh, but I just, you know, I, I love live music. And I you know, obviously we all got out of the habit of it when there wasn't live music for several years. 
And I just, I'm trying really hard. I did, at the beginning of this year, I went on a ticket buying spree. I don't know what happened. I had like a (laughs) credit card blackout. And I bought all these tickets for shows. And I thought, I will be so happy, like, when September comes and I have a ticket for that show. Yeah. Um, And I have been every time. I've been surprised sometimes to look and see, oh. (laughs) I love all of our smaller venues. You know, I love, like, going to the off-Broadway and the pageant. And I just kind of like who they seem to attract. And Yeah. It's just, there's nothing like a live show. So, yeah. So, hopefully, my kid is kind of getting that. Because I was like, wasn't that amazing? Yeah. It's way different seeing people live. It is different. It just is. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, there's a mosh pit. You can't. I mean, you could do that in your room, I guess, but it's kind just of not sad. We need people. Just you and the dog. We need people to do the mosh pit <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, you think. pretty much do. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh! In Tower Grove Park, I love that you're. So this is like up and coming. No, that that book actually is out. Um, okay. And it. Um, it's beautiful too. It's because the park is beautiful. So it's a like a coffee table kind of book. Um, about some of it about the history of the park and then a lot of it about how the park is used now like the kind of groups and people that have used it over the years and there's a whole chapter about the gazebos and the structures because they're incredible yeah um exactly yeah Yeah, i live three blocks from the park and i you know it took me 25 years of living there before i was like well let me find out what's going on in that place (laughs) it's a beautiful park to walk and you can go to the little you can rent the gazebos for parties Mm -hmm. and and yeah. there's, you know, that's, I think that's where they did St. Louis Pride this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tower Girl Pride was just yeah. a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah that was, there's a, there's a lot going on there. And the International Festival's always yes. there, which is a big deal. And yeah, fun stuff. Yay, Amanda. Well, tell us where we can, where people can find out more about you and order your books. Oh, sure. Um, well, so I have a website, which is just my name, amandaedoyle.com middle initial E, because there's another Amanda Doyle who's a writer. I don't even know if she's still alive, but she's Australian and writes like Harlequin romance books. That's not your vibe. It's not. Well, she probably makes a million dollars, but um, <laughs> that's not my website. It's AmandaEDoyle.com. It could be all romantic <laughs> and something Momo someday. ripping open his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I am so manly. I am Momo. There's a lot of hair under here. Um, <laughs> and then um, this book in particular, Missouri Weird and Wonderful, um, has its own website, which is MoWeird.com. Um, and we'll be putting up kind of some facts there. We're going to have, uh, you know, kids are going to love this book, so we're going to have some coloring pages and a related things for for kids if people want to check that out i love it all right well i have questions oh goody okay these are my kind of my like let's let's go to a whole other place okay um (laughs) are are you ready these are tough um okay so let's say we're gonna plan a day together here in st louis Mm. where you where do you want me to go oh my god what do you want me to experience I okay. Well, it will have to be a Thursday because of where we're going to end up. So okay. So we'll, I'll start. I'll work backwards here. <laughs> um, you know, I live. So I live close to Tower Grove Park, as I mentioned. So I would probably um, spend some time on South Grand. There's mm-hmm. some really good food on good South food Grand. I'm I'm with you. On um, that one. We one of my favorite places actually is the Gelateria, which does not <gasps> just have gelato, although. you certainly should have gelato for breakfast that's fine um but they have coffee drinks and they have food mm-hmm. i've been obsessed with they've been making these grain salads lately that are like oh really pharaoh and cheese. New. yeah it is kind of new oh. i'm all about them anyway so anywhere on soft grand for like breakfast and just browsing around there's we have some great retail shops there are um, urban urban matter that place oh yeah and there's just down from them there's a place called um garden district that's Ooh. like 
Uh, I'm not a plant person, but I like to look at them. They're beautiful. So it's a lot of gardeny stuff, but also gifts. We have a comic book store, Apotheosis Comics, which again, I thought I was not a comic book person. And then like $80 later with my children, I was like, apparently we're comics people. We're comic people. Who knew? <laughs> um, yeah. So South Grand and Tower Grove Park, honestly, would be at the top of my list. Um, and I really love uh, Cherokee Street as well. Oh, me too. Same thing. This is just a, nothing but eating. That's well, what the day is going to be. Street, I mean, if you are going to get Mexican food, you need to just go to Cherokee Street. It's just such a... Um, also, what I love about Cherokee is like, like if I were 23 and moving to St. Louis right now, I would move totally. to Cherokee Street. Yes. Because there's this like mix of... There's like the Mexican culture, there's the African-American culture, there's like art people. Yes. There's a lot of people who are like somehow like living on, you know, $11,000 a year in very creative ways. And I love that. And I think St. Louis is such a great place for that. Like you can, you can live kind of cheap here and you can screw up and it's not going to be devastating right most of the time i mean right. i realize it's all very generalities but um so i just like like i like the vibe down there and i like that there's like cranky old antique store owners and there's um my friends at stl style making these awesome like shirts and bags and all this hometown pride and you know mexican bakeries and it's so fun i'm i'm so excited that we're at um hoodie weather because i have a hoodie that i bought at cinco de mayo when i was down there and it's like this black hoodie but it's got our Lady of Guadalupe on the front. Oh, and it's, yeah. I mean, and there are sparkles on this. I mean, it oh, is. Oh, awesome. It is a hoodie. And I bought that at Cinco de Mayo thinking, oh, when am I going to get to wear this hoodie? It's going to be a while. But it is sitting in my closet so ready to be worn. It's coming to the front. Is it, it's Guadalupe who's on the Laclede cab signs. Is I that right? I think so. I my, think that... This is a funny story that will probably get edited out, but I'm just going to tell no, you. No, no, so we my daughter, <laughs> my daughter, um, my daughter, when she was in like kindergarten, maybe first grade, she came home and she said to me, mom, do we celebrate um, the festival with the lady? And I was like, the lady, trying to think of what that Which was. Lady? Yeah. I said, I don't know. What, what is it? And she said something else. And I think I made a guess that was totally wrong. I was just shooting in the dark. And then she said, you know, on the taxi cabs. And I was like, what? <laughs> then I kind of pulled it out of my memory, like Keanu Reeves's band. Um, and I said, oh, Our Lady of Guadalupe, like Feast of Guadalupe. She said, yes. And I was like, no, we, we really don't. And she goes, oh, well, will you lie and tell our Spanish teacher that we do? Because I told him that we do. <laughs> You're like, which day is this? Yeah, apparently <laughs> she stood up for, you know, for a diversity factor and claimed that she was an adherent of Our Lady of Guadalupe. My family is all about Guadalupe. It's <laughs> all about that lady. It's My middle awesome. name is actually Guadalupe. Yeah. So I was like, uh, no, but OK, thanks. Well, anyway, I'm, I will lie for you. Child. Uh, yeah. So where have we been? South Grand Cherokee. I mean, I'll never get out of uh, South City at this point. Actually, I will say that I think going to Old North St. Louis is another super like high park and old north that whole area to me is fascinating because you can look and see it's like the mirror of the south side neighborhoods with like a giant park in the middle and mm -hmm. these majestic homes all around and churches and corner storefronts and all the things you know the barbershops and the bakeries and hardware stores and everything that used to be there um and just to see I think it just shows you the story of St. Louis in a way that, like, yeah, hearing statistics doesn't. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, right. And also, there's some really cool stuff happening in a lot of those spaces. Like um, on the 14th Street Mall in Old North, there's Herb Arts, which is like an arts organization that's doing visual art and poetry slams with kids, um, all kinds of stuff like that. Obviously, a lot of people know about 
the corner where Crown Candy Kitchen is. <laughs> yep, yep, we do. <laughs> excellent stop. Um, there are some fantastic uh, museums up there. There's the Griot Museum, which is like black history with kind of a St. Louis and Missouri lens, but also some global stuff in there. Um, and there's the uh, Vachon Museum of African American History. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just some really cool stuff there. But the whole reason I said it has to be Thursday <laughs> after we've eaten and just made ourselves we've ill. we've eaten a lot right now. Yeah. So whenever I am like sitting at a place with my books and people look and say, well, I've lived here my whole life. I've probably done all that stuff. So my my immediate throwback to them is Joe's Cafe, which I don't know if you've been to Joe's Cafe. I have not. Okay. So Joe's Cafe is a little venue in the Skinker de Bolivar neighborhood. Um I'm now blanking on what street it's actually on. It's in this Kinkard Bolivar We can look it up. Google, Google will tell you. Um, and it's owned by Bill Chrisman and his wife. He is an artist who did a lot of work with Bob Cassidy at City Museum, actually. So Bill designed a lot of what's in Beatnik Bob's um, oh, cool. funky art stuff. So Bill has a little studio next door, but Joe's Cafe is open mostly on Thursday nights, and it's a music venue. It's BYO everything. There's generally a $15 or $20 cover charge. Um, Their rules say, please try to be over 25, which I think is funny. Um, (laughs) And it is a listening room. Like, it occasionally gets a little raucous in there with people, but people come to hear the music. And, like, if you're yap-yapping with your table mate, you will get dirty looks because people want to hear the music. And it's about the size of this studio that we're in with a balcony also. So there's a little stage. They're, you know, this much higher than the audience. I've seen some fantastic music there. So fun. And it's it's super great. Every and then there's Thursday a huge night. outdoor um, garden for good weather times. And Bill has just all kinds of crazy mess out there, like an old Shoney's Big Boy statue. Oh, fun. And um, parts of an airplane. I mean, it's just you never know what you're – it's a, like a little mini city museum flavor. Yeah. Um, but fantastic music. They have poetry readings there. And then sometimes on a non-Thursday, there will be someone coming through town and they open it up. But I, I can't recommend it enough. It's so fun. Oh my gosh! All right, they're I on like, Facebook. I like our day. This you can is find be a them on Facebook day. and see what's coming up as far Joe's as Joe's Cafe. Yeah, digging it. It's good fun. <laughs> fun, Amanda. Well, that was a great. Okay, so I have this other question, and it is, what is a quirky quality you admire in people? Because I mean, you're you're quirky, so you oh, got to have. What's a quirky quality I admire in people? Uh, I, this is kind of a tough one. Uh, it is. I'm thinking about specific people, actually. <laughs> I'm like, hmm, what can do, I say that won't do reveal? Do I say this about this person? Um, we can make it a pretend person. Yeah, it can be a pretend person. I... <laughs> you know, this is maybe not that specific, but... Um, and again, kind of the older I get, I really like people who just are uh, fine with being into whatever they're into. Um, and I am not into so many of those things. I'm like really not a quirky person. I'm pretty super vanilla <laughs> when it comes down to it. I'm quirky adjacent, I think. I gotcha. I okay. like want to be quirky, All but right. I'm not really. Um, but, you know, people who just like who really unabashedly who own it, love something. Yeah. And aren't even like don't even say like it's a guilty pleasure it's just a pleasure this is what i do (laughs) right yeah and i just find that so refreshing and amazing um and i feel like i don't know sometimes i think our world is getting better at 
having those kind of people in it. I think so too. And we, we realized, I mean, to me, it's, I've always thought it was strange when people wanted everybody to be the same. Cause I just thought that's so boring. Why would you <laughs> want everybody to be the same? Like, this is what makes life interesting is that we're not the same. Yeah. That, you know, that people are interested in other things or are what people make careers out of, you know, like when well, it's like, I'm a famous person that makes bubble art with actual <laughs> bubbles. I'm like, go you. You <laughs> figured out how to do that how for to a do career? That. I know. I, wow. You know? I think, you know, when we, like, it's fear, right? Underneath all of it. If we don't want to let other people be different because then we're afraid like, oh God, maybe I'm not doing it right. Yeah. They... Or should I go tell everybody I'm really into yeah. bubble art? You know, right. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, yeah no. It's... It is fear. But I see, I, this is one of the greatest things to me about having kids, which I don't know necessarily recommend for everybody. I'm not saying you have to, but one thing I enjoy about it is like just seeing how my kids are 15 and nine and like seeing how much more comfortable their entire peer group by and large, not overall, but like by and large, they're just comfortable with who they are and they can talk about it. They have like this vocabulary of emotion and like explaining about themselves that I I, I struggle with in oh, my fifties, you know. That's awesome. I'm just like, oh, you just said the quiet part out loud, <laughs> and it's it is true. Though. It scares me because I'm yeah. like, whoa, I don't know that the world is going to be kind to you about that. But but it mostly is. Like at least the people that you know, I, I I'm I'm all about these kids today. I, think, I am too. I except for I their have... flipping phones, but otherwise, well, you know, that's the thing though. They grew up with them. Right? I know. They're it's the not even just the kids. Natives, I could you know? I could uh, look at myself in the mirror for that one, but yeah, digital. <laughs> natives that's what they are but it is interesting i mean I'm, i've always been one to love the new generations and and i just find them fascinating like what are you guys gonna do this right is really cool. what are you into what this is this, is, this strange. is strange i can't wait to see what happens here you know and of course <laughs> they've got their good stuff and they got their woo stuff but yeah they'll figure you know it's part that's for them to figure it all out so. for sure yeah no it makes me very hopeful i like seeing just like just freaks being freaks and everybody's cool with it so <laughs> let's see <laughs> Weird, wacky, wonderful. So then um, share with me. So kindness is my big thing. And I, I love kindness. I, we need it. We need it. We need it. Um, share with me something kind that's like top of mind that you either witnessed, received, you've given. Just a kindness. Oh, oh, there's one right at the top of my mind. Um, also related to my kids. So we, my daughter wanted to go to, she goes to school across the street from, um, what's it called now? South City Catholic Academy slash St. Joan of Arc. Um, so when their parish festival rides start arriving, it's game over for these poor public school kids across the street. She's like, what is that? I want that. <laughs> so I knew we were going to get, you know, uh, lured into going. So we we went one night and she and I rode the scrambler together like three times in a row. Ooh. And then I said, yeah, I'm pretty much done. She's like, I want to go again. So she went a couple more times. The last time, um, she she rode by herself in a car and it was pretty tall up. So she was going to get out of it. And I saw um, a teenager who was in elementary school with my son and I've stayed in touch with her parents. But this kid doesn't know me from anybody. Mm -hmm. But I knew who she was. I can tell who she is. Um, so my daughter opened the little thing and was trying to unbuckle and get out all at the same time. And of course, the, you know, the carnival ride people were like, <laughs> so I can see her getting a little anxious about it. And this girl who I knew, but did not know my daughter stopped and said, oh, can I help you get out? Like, do you want a hand here? Oh yeah. The buckle's really hard. Just 
just took like two seconds and she was with a bunch of her friends. Yay. She didn't have to do that. Right. And she was just so like empathetic and like held my kid's hand and hopped around and just went on about her way. And I instantly texted her parents and I was like, I just saw your kid in the wild doing an amazing thing. In the wild. I love it. That's what we all want, right? To think that the people that we love are like these actual decent people in real life. Yes. You know, like, see, you know. What are you doing when I'm not looking? You're doing that awesome. And what am I doing when you're not looking? Like, it just reminds you. Yeah. You don't really. And it's that easy. It's that easy. It's that easy. And neither one of them thought a thing about it. And I was just like, oh, yay, there's (laughs) hope. (laughs) There's hope for this world. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Well, Amanda, you have been an absolute delight. Oh. This is so much fun. I I enjoyed it, too. I love this. I love what you're doing. Thank you for showcasing Missouri and St. Louis in such a beautiful light and fun. Thanks Thanks for letting me talk about it. All right. Well, thank you, ma'am, for being here today. Yep. Anytime. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash Podcast. And uh, go get these books and go have some adventures. Don't forget to have adventures. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you all. 